1: a meeting for a meal to feed the soul with words for the mind. So sit back, enjoy the ride. Time to take off, it's time to fly. Cause Tamar till the break of dawn is on the ride. Welcome back to the show and if you're new I don't know how you found this show but I thank you so much for checking me out and I hope you like what you hear and you come back or whatever so new episodes drop every Thursday I know this episode didn't drop on a Thursday so you know I sprinkle bonus episodes here and there for a little razzle dazzle but for my day one listeners man (laughs) I'm loving the support I'm loving that y'all keep rocking with me I'm loving the feedback that y'all give me so if you're not following me on social media you definitely should be and the link to my Twitter and Instagram are in the episode notes but hear me when I say I don't say excuse me I don't say follow me on social media because I just want a bunch of followers because to be honest I could care less about that unless you actually want to interact with me and want to rock with me so You know let's chop it up Let's talk about an episode Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about As long as it's not no weird stuff Because when I say weird stuff Let me clarify that Like don't come at me on no Like I'm trying to get with you Or whatever Because I'm just I'm not on that But if you want to chop it up Just have conversation Cool. And then let's say this let's say you are coming on some I want to get with you be straight up about it Don't come at me weird so when I say that weird stuff If you've listened to previous episodes you know I've had some weird stuff on social media Anywho um, Since this episode is a little bit different as you can tell by the topic I mean the title or whatever I'm gonna go ahead and do the weekly podcast shout out up front I didn't really want to do all this stuff as part of the episode Because I mean it was a heavy topic And to be honest I kind of had anxiety (laughs) leading up to it Because I've never done a grief journal episode with anyone So weekly podcast shout out this week is forget that yo podcast They're a regular in my rotation hilarious but they also have They just talk about so many different topics Within one episode But it's super engaging Keeps my attention So you should definitely check them out The link to their show is in the episode notes And if you haven't already Would shout out to the people Who already have got some merch from me I appreciate y'all Get you some merch Like here's the thing Okay sure if you want to get my podcast logo I ain't gonna be mad at you Like if you want to be rocking a camera Till breaking on some, I feel you But there are other designs If you're a podcaster If you're a content creator If you're a dope person If you Oh one of my poems I wrote is on there Like there's a bunch of different designs That I, I'm trying to encourage I'm trying to inspire you All that good stuff So Go ahead and check out some merch The link to that is in the episode notes as well This episode is It's just what it's called We talk about grief Mike from Off The Record Podcast And Baylor from BTG for President And I think his other show is called Open Run with BTG I'm sorry if I got that wrong But they Man I'm fortunate enough to be cool with them, I'm fortunate. and I say that because this topic is heavy and I have to talk about stuff like that with people I'm comfortable with, so I'm glad that they are just authentic dudes that I've met in this industry and I appreciate them for just sharing their experience with me, I learned a lot from them. I know y'all gonna get something from the conversation too Because we've all struggled with grief Even if it's grieving a toxic relationship Now we're actually, you know, talking about um, Death, but when relationships end There's a grieving process with that too So the stuff that we talk about And the advice that they give Is stuff that could be used for all types of grief But I have gone on and on enough without it even being the real episode. So, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all get to it. All right, fellas. How y'all doing today? We don't cry in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I I like I said in our little uh I don't even know Twitter group Like I I really appreciate this I take it as like an honor Because you don't have to Like share this with me And my listeners and all that good stuff Um, And a lot of what brought this on is uh, My youngest daughter's birthday is uh, It's actually Halloween So Like with milestones and stuff That always You know Triggers Emotions and triggers And highlights the fact that Their dad isn't here She It makes me sad because she always says she hates October which like It's the complete opposite Of how I am about my birthday month But she really hates Anything that's like Supposed to be good Because for her I guess it seems like It highlights how much he's Not here You know to celebrate with her so she doesn't like um Valentine's Day Christmas Thanksgiving none of that and Mm -hmm. a lot of why I asked y'all specifically to do this because I mean I know other people that have lost people that might have done it but you know you and Mike both lost I mean both y'all parents and so it's like y'all relate to what my daughter's feeling And so it just made me feel like if I cry on here Which I'm going to try not to You know, I don't know But I guess I'll start by asking like, like how long has it been since y'all parents passed? And how did they pass away? And who passed first?
0: So for me, it's been since 2014 and my dad passed first and then uh, my mom passed eight months later. Mm. Um, my dad had cancer, uh, prostate cancer, but his death was still, it was still kind of unexpected. Um, and then my mom was suffering from dementia and stuff like that so um that's ultimately what what took her out
2: Mm. um i lost my mom in 2008 and then my dad in 2011 um and they both um which was crazy because they wasn't I don't, I've never seen my dad drink alcohol. Uh, my mom was more of a, you know, if she went out or something like that would drink, but they died, um, they passed away from liver and kidney failure. Mm. And and once, you know, one of those two go, it's it's an uphill battle. Uh, so yeah.
1: So both for, that's, wow. So like, even though They I mean it's unexpected Either way you know what I mean like you Never really prepared for That but where they They like battled that for a While um For my new listeners because a lot Of my regulars Already know um My ex-husband Which we have been divorced We So we have been friends Uh Okay so I met him when I was like 17 Um, My Our moms were friends They went to the same like we all went to the same church I met his older brother first And He and I were just friends for years Like my son Is not by him My son Technically actually is by somebody That was his homeboy But I knew him first. So in my mind, I don't know, whatever, that's a different story. But so it wasn't until, though, right before I turned 21 is when we started making that cross from friends to messing around, then to being in a relationship. I got pregnant with my oldest daughter. And um, then when I was so I was like 20, then when I was 25, We got married. Why? I don't know. And that'll be something I'll talk about on another episode. But then we divorced in 2007. And so then you do the whole co-parenting and, you know, all that stuff. And then it was rough for at first because we did not have a healthy relationship at all. That's why we got divorced. And then in 2015 It's crazy because uh, His sister died in April in a car accident And what that caused is We ended up having a whole bunch of conversation About different stuff Kind of like Making peace with the past Like he ended up actually staying with me For a couple weeks And all this stuff And um and then what I remember is I remember us talking and him saying like I feel like I'm about to go next. I feel like my spirit is leaving my body and and I'm like, dude, you tripping. Like, I didn't say it like that, but I'm just like you know, you you probably just feel that way cuz she left so unexpectedly. And then a couple months later um, I got the call that he had been shot And The crazy thing about it is He wasn't out here like that It was really just some um, Being with the wrong person At the wrong time mm-hmm. Um, I mean I'm gonna be honest like The dude cause this is public knowledge The dude he was with was You know he sells He probably still sells weed But he was selling weed to some um some teenagers, they were 12, 15, and 17 at the time. And um, I, I have an issue with that because I'm like, why would you sell to some kids in the first place? But All right, um, but this the stupid thing from what I understand is that he had like not beef with these kids, but like they had tried to rob him before, so why would you then go? <laughs> Money ain't that serious Like I wouldn't want nothing to do with you after that And they was trying to I guess it was like a robbery gone wrong Um And here we are So I got the call that he was shot But I'm thinking He's gonna survive You know what I mean And I'm Go to the hospital And He was already gone Really before I got the call So The aftermath of all that It's been a lot And I've talked about all that on here But The biggest reason why I've Brought y'all on For this particular grief episode Is because Milestones are always Triggers for my family Like You know, Kayliana That's my oldest daughter She graduated from high school this year And he wasn't there You know what I mean she's in college She got a scholarship Full ride scholarship And he don't get to celebrate that Um, And y'all Y'all know what that's like Even longer than me You know I didn't realize it had been that long Since both y'all parents passed Um, So how do y'all Like Because, Mike, you just had your first kid a little over a year ago. Like, how do y'all just how? (laughs) How?
0: (laughs) Well, for one thing, to touch on what you said about milestones, like it seemed like it's a milestone. After you lose somebody, (laughs) after you lose somebody, it seems like you know there's a milestone mm-hmm. all the time, uh-huh. right? Um so it's just crazy cuz you don't really pay attention to that until that person is gone, but it seems like there's constant triggers mm-hmm. from birthdays to holidays to you know, like you said, the person I'm trying to keep quiet, my son. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know, man, I just try to look at I just try to stay positive. You know what I mean? I just try to keep him knowledgeable of, of who his grandparents was. But that's that was the hardest thing for me, man. Like knowing before my son was born, and even when you know, when he was conceived, the hardest thing for me was like, yo, he's gonna be born and my parents not gonna see it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they they witnessed all my other siblings have kids. But their baby boy, they didn't get to see. Mm. So it, it still bothers me. That that's still that's still tough for me. But what's gotten me through all these years is just like, you know, I just keep telling myself it's no more, no more pain, no more suffering for them. So, you know, I'd rather them be, you know, with God and healthy than down here with me suffering just for mm-hmm. You know, for me to be happy because you're here in the physical, you know, I, I, I'd I much rather it be the opposite. I can handle that. You know what I mean? And that's that's honestly what's gotten me through all these years, man, is just thinking of it that way. That's what got me through in the beginning when it happened. It's just like, all right, you know, we're well, healthy again. You know what I mean? I can handle being here and then being up there healthy. So that's what it was for me.
1: Baylor, yo,
2: man, I just raised my family, you know, um, like you ain't gonna never get over it. You know, you know when people be like, this is the one thing that bothers me about funerals, when they tell you it's going to be all right, right? Going dead well is never going to be all right. Right. You know, and it's like, uh, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not, you're going to be okay or right? eventually be okay it's more like you want to learn how to cope with it gradually Mm. you know what i mean some faster than than, than others but no man as much as you achieve in life that pain's still there you know what i mean so uh they not there to celebrate it with you or to pat you on the back none of that you know um but on the flip side and in our culture, we do this a lot. We do a great job of doing it. We honor the fallen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whether it's you know, my daughter has two two middle names, and she and is after my mother, uh, and my uh, my wife's sister uh, who passed away. Mm. You know, so that's how we honor. You know, that's basically how we honor the dead. You know. Um, you look at Nip, you know, we gave him his, he got a whole block named after him.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I
2: mean? And a statue on the way. Uh, you look at Kobe. There's nowhere you can go in this city without seeing a mural. Mm. You know what I mean? So this is what we do. And I think if there's anything that needs to be done to help you with that, it's just honor their name, period. Because you ain't gonna never get over it. That's the most painful shit in the world especially when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. I think the pain is more when you're going through it than when you achieve something. Because oh, yeah. depending on the relationship, you will go to that person for help.
1: See, yeah. And like like I said, we... Uh, and it's a little different for me because obviously this is not my parent. This is my daughter's dad. But it's like... We were like I, th- That's why I gave the background information Of how long I've known this dude Because There are a lot of memories that I have Prior to our relationship So prior to And it's not like the whole relationship was bad You know what I mean Um, But There's just a lot of my life That he was a part of in some way or form Because How I met him was Through his other older brother Because uh, he was dating my homegirl, And then we just all became Cool and I just got introduced to a lot Of their friends and stuff but The part about when you going Through it especially With how Janae and I'm not saying Kaliana doesn't care because She does um, You know and she honored her dad by She just got man she Going crazy with the tattoos Now that she turned <laughs> 18 but her first tattoo that she got was a, like a dove and a flower and his birthday, mm-hmm. something I can't remember off the top of my head, but dates. And then she's talking about getting his face and all this stuff. Um,
2: you gotta let it happen too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: like, yeah, let it happen because you can't dictate how somebody know deal with it. You know what I mean. And then yeah. that's just one. Of, that's just one of the many ways. Is that that artistic side. You know, mm-hmm. like you never want to, you never want to be too far away from them. Whatever mm-hmm. it was. So whatever we can do, if it's just writing a damn name on our skin, it's gotta happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. All the way, all the way to the point where we naming uh, scholarships or something like that after them. Mm -hmm. Like you gonna keep that name alive Some way somehow
1: Yeah I remember They was doing the I forget what challenge it was Where they were like having people uh, The So Gone Challenge When people were like Remixing that beat To whatever And I remember I used to get into rap a little bit Back in the day So I remember I wrote a rap And like actually Recorded it and put it on Facebook In my own way to you know what I mean Kind of like keep his memory alive But Mm -hmm. I don't want to But when my uh, one of y'all said It was you during the hard times When Janae is Man (laughs) When Janae is struggling I feel like that's And Really anything it's weird because We were we were not together So I can't even say that was just Fully like my support system Like that you know what I mean but I think because his death Makes everything that much Heavier that when we're Going through it and stuff That I deal with as far as being A parent and having to like For real for real do it by Myself especially The way she has grieved And just really struggled. I feel like that's one time when I feel it more. Um, but yeah, milestone that balance
2: is not there. That's why.
1: Yeah, like because the thing about how we as I was, he was always the nicer one, as they say it. But I mean, they would. He, he's a dad, and they're girls. So girls always got their daddies wrapped around their finger. Like my stepdad that raised me i literally text him and my mom on international podcast day and i was like hey it's international podcast day what y'all gonna give me as a gift and my dad sent me 20 Mm dollars but my mom was like girl you always trying to get a gift you know what i mean so it's it's just gonna be different but there was a balance you know what I'm saying Like the things that I focus on Versus the, the stuff And the lessons that I didn't even know He taught them It's just me now And mm-hmm. And he's just missing I don't know he's just missing out on a lot But how did y'all because, okay, how old was... So your daughter wouldn't have been born yet, but your son would have been born, right, Baylor? Or was he alive? I don't know how old your son is. I figure your daughter's young, though, based no. on the pictures that I see. Well, my my oldest was born
2: in 2003, right? Okay. And, and then my, my first daughter was born in 2009. So she actually got to see a picture of... Of my daughter, um, while she was in the hospital, right? So mm. she passed away. She she actually passed away um, a month after my daughter was born, and then my stepson was born in two thousand six. But me and my wife, me and my wife didn't get together until after my mom passed away. Oh. So she never got to so she never got to
0: meet him or she never got to meet Bailey. Yeah, that's that's another tough thing for me. Because like my lady didn't get to meet either of my parents. So it's it's I don't know, man. It's tough. But to to go back to what you were saying, Tam, especially about your daughter. I couldn't imagine being in your situation or even being in her situation. I think part of the thing that makes it hard is you in a sense can maybe not control your feelings, but you can suppress them. You know how you feeling, but you, you don't know how somebody at her age is feeling going through that. And that was one thing that put it in perspective for me. You know, I work, I work around kids and stuff. So, you know, after my dad passed, you know, I was out for a while, come back to work and, It's a kid that's like, I think he was in like third grade. I'm chilling in my office (laughs) and he comes into my office and he's like, Mr. Mike, you know, sorry to hear about your dad. And I'm like, yeah, man, thanks. I appreciate that. And he was like, I know how you feel. Mm. And I was like, you do? And he was like, yeah, you know, my mom died when I was one and my dad left me. And I was just like, and here's a kid that's seven, eight, mm. you know? And I'm just like, damn, like it, it just put it, it just put it in, in perspective for me. Cause I'm like, yo, here I am feeling down, feeling like the world against me. I'm feeling like everybody should understand or feel sorry for me. Mm. And here's someone that's seven that had to endure what I did at
2: mm-hmm. 32. Yes.
0: So it was just like like so it it's just you know it always put it in perspective for me, especially dealing with kids. And and I think that's how me and you connected too, Tam, because I think you say I think you was listening to one of our episodes, and I mentioned uh the passing of my mom or dad, mm-hmm. and you say your daughter walked in
1: mm-hmm. while you were
0: doing that part. Yep. And she was just like, I know how he feels. Yep. And yep. it's just crazy, man. I couldn't I couldn't imagine. Being of their age and going through something like that, you know
1: I remember right after he passed because I up until recently I've always I mean from like 26 until this year is when I finally am like, okay, I'm not doing youth ministry anymore So that was basically 14 years of either professionally or volunteering. I've been around teenagers and um, I remember right after he was killed, the th- because it was so public, because the youngest, I told you the kids were 12, 15, and 17, the youngest went on the run and like fled to Minnesota or Michigan or something. So it was like very public here. And then a lot of the kids that I worked with like knew these kids. And then what's crazy is when I did gang intervention The older two, you know, they did jail time So, like, the good thing is that they were caught And, you know, they're serving time for their crime or whatever Because you know that does not always happen But the youngest, because he was so young He just got sent to Boys Town And so then when I was doing gang intervention You just become a part of that world of Hearing about different people whether They're your client or not you know what I mean And so it's like it was weird Because he was a part of the world that I was Working in but I remember This little like 12 year old Girl she was Like you know I'm sorry to hear about Like the kids wrote me cards and Stuff and Because um, I, I took the next day Off you know but then I just went Back to work because I got to stay busy To not just sit and think Um but she was like yeah my mom she died and I forget why she couldn't stay with her dad So she was gonna have to go to foster care and then I just became like damn I'm I'm glad at least My daughters have me because at least they live with they've always lived with me like they will go visit their dad and Spend time at his house but they've always Lived with me so It didn't have to be this Whole thing of okay now Where are you gonna live in addition to You know what I mean Just grieving Um So I guess Cause I thought for you for some reason Baylor I thought you've been with your wife I guess longer than that but I guess if I think about it 2008 I would have been what 28 and you're younger than me so I guess that makes sense that maybe mm-hmm. it ain't been as long as I thought I don't know but but still as parents I guess we'll we'll switch hats and Mike I know you just had your first like your son but you got stepkids so you still been a daddy um Or stepdad or whatever you know So how do y'all balance Your grief When you Because I know you have them Like man There I just remember there were days Where I didn't even want to get out of bed Like I'll go to work Or Go to work late or call in Or and man thank god my job Was very understanding of You know what I was going through but The weekends come And I'm just in bed or I'm Just trying to numb my Pain and I'm just Focused like trying to focus on My kids but at the Same time I'm hurting So how do y'all Balance that like As parents as fathers especially cuz i feel like men and women are different when it comes to stuff like that i
0: i still struggle with it <laughs> to this day um for example this past month this past mothers day right so mothers day has become a trigger for me and the thing about like triggers like and i try to explain this to to my fiance like It's not, I can't guarantee how I'm going to feel on each milestone, each holiday, you know, each anniversary. I can't, I can't guarantee how I'm going to feel, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I try to get her to understand, like, it's one of those things that you wake up and that's how you know how you're going to feel for that day, Mm -hmm. right? But I've come to realize that, especially this past Mother's Day, that Mother's Day is one of those consistent triggers for me. Uh right so the last two have been really bad for me and i was holding on to going into this past one like all right you know what last year was bad this year probably ain't gonna be that bad but it was bad (laughs) it was bad and you know i ain't want to do nothing i laid around all day and i and i totally you know forgot I didn't forget, but I I just kind of neglected the fact that it was her day as well. My fiance's day. Mm. Um, So, you know, we had to have a conversation about that. And I had to, you know, she explained to me how she felt, but she understood how I feel on that day. But at the same time, I understand how she felt. And her thing is like, well, maybe, you know, we could figure out a way to honor her. Like Baylor was saying. Or celebrate her on that day or whatever, or do something that she would do on that day or whatever. And <clears throat> I'm like, man, we could try. But I, I just can't guarantee how I'm gonna feel. But I know that I have to do better on things like that because you you deserve to be celebrated as well. So when you're a father, as a father, period, as a parent, period, you tend to put your shit, you you tend you tend to put your shit and your feelings to the side, period, anyway. Right, Mm -hmm. for the betterment of of your family. So, you know, I realized though that I gotta do better on certain things, even my birthday. So, you know, my dad actually my dad actually passed on my birthday. So (laughs) when my birthday comes, you know, everybody wanna celebrate me, you know, and and duh naturally it's my birthday, right? Right. But it's you know i i gotta learn too on that day to allow people to celebrate me right mm-hmm. because that's a day some days i wake up and feel great on my birthday i'm ready to party i'm ready to do it up and in other days other years i'm like yo i i don't want to talk to nobody so i realized that you know being a father and a husband basically is that I, I you know I have to I have to find that balance, but it's it's tough. It's tough, and I'm sure I'm sure you, I'm sure Baylor can contest to that. Like it's just something that you constantly working on because you, you just don't know how you gonna feel on that day until you actually work up wake up.
1: I'm a before you go, Baylor, I didn't realize he passed on your birthday, like because yeah. my birthday is a huge trigger for me because Their dad passed two days After my birthday And then father's Mm. day Is actually The last time that we saw him So his Mm. last Words to us I, I remember that whole scene And it's crazy because Where he lived Is It's not that far from my mom's house So like and it's on the way to when i get my nails done because it's in the hood and it's on the way to when i get my hair done because i live like in a suburb of you know the inner city in my area so every time we go past there because we all get our nails done by the same person and we all get our hair done by the same person and you know my mom But I remember our last I picked the girls up Because they had spent Father's Day with him And he was like I love y'all Because he would always still tell me he loved me And he was like I'm going to see y'all later And then a week and a day later I got the call Or something like that Yeah Because Father's Day was the 21st That year or the 20 something So then my birthday is the 27th So June is just It's always yeah. a trash month for us Like this was the first year That I was kind of like It's my 40th I refuse It's Rona Like I refuse to Have a bad day On my birthday this year And, and my co-worker actually got married so that, that forced me to like celebrate, but I never know how I'm gonna feel leading up to June, really. Or, but then it'd be the stuff where it's like you don't think anything's gonna happen, and you just a song or a smell or a
2: oh, those yeah. songs is the killer, man.
1: man, god damn, <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: you know, yeah. and because. Lovers and friends that was I you know that was our song and I remember that popped in my head and I just got in my feelings because it's like You know when people pass you forget about I mean but we we had squashed everything so we were I'm glad we had that conversation So he could know because I was already have forgiven him you know what I mean I wasn't angry anymore but yeah, so Baylor, how do you how do you, just keep being a dad? Because you, both of y'all, what I appreciate about both of y'all is just how into family I could tell y'all are. Baylor, you talk about it a lot. That's pretty much all you talk about is your wife and your kids. And, you know, so how do you still be a good dad, still do all that? Despite what you're going through,
2: uh, it's honestly, man, I'm telling you the truth. It's my ego. You know what I mean? It's the male ego. I can't, <laughs> I can't allow myself not to. Like I'm scared to fail, mm. and I know if I sit there and lay lay in the bed too long, it can become a an habit. And if it becomes a habit, it'll take me. I won't I won't stay focused. Mm.
1: You know, and,
2: and my main goal is to take care of my family, right? Uh, and it's just building memories, you know, like it was a lot of you know, it was a lot of celebrity death that that happened, and it just put more and more perspective like, like you just gotta go out there and just live. You mm. know what's gonna happen, you just don't know when. So go out there and have fun. And that's with the family and without the family. You know? So, like, if you see me on Twitter, I got a ski mask on. (laughs) Look,
1: I got one life to live.
2: I don't know if I'll be able to wear a ski mask in my next life. So I'm about to wear it right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I got to have fun, man. Like, because you know for a fact you know how it feels when you laugh one of those good laughs and you just feel good when you have a mm-hmm. great time. And that's what I that's a that's one drug that I, I go after. I try to laugh a lot. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Because look at look at the world we live in. You know what I mean? And if we keep if we keep getting distracted by all this bullshit around us, down that, that doesn't mean ignore it. I don't ignore it. I know what's going on. I can't let it take over my feelings because I'm already dealing with past pain. Mm. So if I deal with all this present shit, I'm going to be depressed. You know? And that's why I've never, I didn't understand it at first, but, you know, when my mom passed away, they did put this this whole, I don't know who started this rumor, but they was like, yo, make sure Ronnie, y'all keep some eyes on Ronnie, like I'm on like this suicide watch. And I'm like, look, I know I love my mama, but I'm not about to I'm not about to off myself, you know right. what I mean?
0: I went
1: through um, that too, yo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went through yeah. that too.
2: But it also shows how much they knew you loved your parents. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's like I I I gotta stay focused. I got to. Now, I've been at work before I cried in the bathroom. Mm. I've cried in this car plenty of times. And then there's mm. times where I have to call people crying. Mm. I'll do it. You know what I'm saying but outside of that um I keep I keep it bottled in in a safe way what that means is I don't sit up here having a pity party but it will build up to where that should have just come out it just looked like I'm just having the worst life ever in one day but mm. I'll I'll get it out I'll reflect and then I get back to my job Mm. You know, because if I'm going, all that shit is on my wife. You know what I'm saying? You can speak for that, even though you know y'all was not together, it's still on you. I don't care if y'all what you know, if y'all didn't get along or y'all did get along and y'all were separate, it doesn't matter. You still are, y'all still a teammate because of the kids. Yep. And so I don't understand your daughter's pain because of how young she was. But I do know that without her even knowing at the time, at that moment, you guys are, and shameless plug, I have an episode called The Safety Blanket, or the, you know, the safety net. And that is because she can fall back on you. You know what I mean? And when you have both of your parents and when you're having one of those just messed up days or messed up weeks, you can always go back to your parents and just, and they have the answers. And that's what makes it hard about life is that no matter how old you get, hmm. your parents will always have the answers because they already been through it. So when they, um, when, they don't, when they don't have that safety net, then they have to figure it out, but it's not fair. That's the thing about it. And I, that's probably what she's going through is like, that's not fair. When she goes to school, it's a it's a father's daughter's dance, and she's not able to have an authentic father's daughter dance. That's not fair.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you gotta let her. She got it. She gotta feel that, and then in return, like she'll be a stronger person because of it. And 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 the only advice that I have for her is that just keep going. Just keep going. The older you get, the more wider you'll get. But the pain will always be there. You'll just know how to treat it from time to time.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy how differently they grieve. Like, Janae is, she's a lot more like me. Very deeply feels everything. A lot, you know, outwardly expressive. And all. she writes and all these things. Kayliana's... More logical so I remember she was like I mean I'm sad like when She was younger she was like I mean I'm sad but Kind of like she's just not An outwardly emotional Child like that but So it's kind Of like what I'm realizing as they're Getting older is that so much of My focus has been on Janae Because she's been the more extreme One I mean She was cutting she she was at this I don't want to live anymore Just angry And I never understood it because Kayliana was the daddy's girl Like Janae was always about me But when he died She acted like I did it You know what I mean? Like she didn't want nothing to do with me But what she told me recently was that She felt like well I don't want to get close To you anymore because If you die I'm not going to be able to Handle that so I'll rather just Push you away Because she was angry That he left her And it wasn't until She decided to let that Anger go literally just This year that We started being able to have A relationship again
2: Yeah Hey, they gotta go through that. At the same time, she, she'll know that she'll understand it when she gets over We all do. You know what I mean? Like now, you know, I understand why my mom got mad because I didn't wash those dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand completely. You know what I mean? Uh, and like, you know, like some of it, it just takes time, man. It just takes time. And then, you know, it's is it's hard for a single parent because now you have to balance all those different personalities mm-hmm. you know what i mean like I, I i've always said that the ninja turtles was a lesson that we didn't really understand those were four different personalities under one person you know what mm-hmm. i mean and he had to couldn't he had to make sure all those four personalities was on the same page you know what i mean and that's and that's what you got to do is like Speaking of the dad, that's dads are cool. Don't get me wrong. Like we dope, Mike, you dope. I know you. You know, look, look you dope. But them moms, bro, y'all come oh, yeah. built. Y'all have this superpower that I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous of. You know, yeah. and that superpower yeah. is called nurturing.
0: Yes, we, we ain't yes. got
2: that. We got it. calm down, and we can sometimes we can be more logical than than women. You know what I mean? But that nurturing feeling, oh, my God, let me get some, Let me get a little <laughs> bit. Because mm-hmm. it's something about, oh, I got it. And, I, and I'll be rubbing it off. You know, I'll get a little bit. When I feel bad, I just lay
1: up against her. And mm-hmm. that energy. Hey, you just helped me understand. My daughter's will, because, you know, I'm working from home and have been sh- almost six months. And they'll just come sit in my room And just sit in here And I'm just like Okay You know what I mean like. Mm -hmm. But I've tried to get better at Like giving them individual time Because it is hard as a single parent To To try to be intentional And so now what I do is All right, Janae, let's go to dinner, or let's. So, it started because Kayliana took me to dinner, and we talked, and she asked me how my day. She told me put your phone away, and was asking me about my day (laughs) and stuff. And it just made me realize that we don't really get one-on-one time like that because we're always just all together. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that ever since I've started doing that. I mean, Janae is still a teenager, but it just seems like it's it's softened her a little bit.
0: It's like charging a battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real. It's real, man. It's real. It's like, I go back to like when my son was born, right? And, you know, my first child. <clears throat> and, of course- You know, he'd been in his mom's womb for umpteen months. Mm -hmm. You know, she's his source of food. And for the longest, yo, I would be in my feelings when he would have those crying fits and I couldn't calm him down. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand, like, yo, why can't I calm him down? As soon as I hand him to her, he good. (laughs) And... know she had to like I literally would like it was times I would cry off of that shit and uh, like you know like Baylor said you know it was a conversation sitting there talking to her and yo she broke the shit down to me in five minutes and she was just like yo I'm his source of food you know I'm that I, 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 I nurture him I'm all of that in one. He's been a part of my body, so, you know, it's just that. But you're going to have that time where he's up your ass, mm-hmm. like now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it just put it in perspective, like that power, like that, like Baylor said, like that moms have. You it's just like, and then it took me to a little boy. Like me and my yeah. dad was was, me and my dad was aces. But when I'm feeling a certain way, the only person I wanted to be around was my mom, and it's just like it's a pow- it's a powerful thing, man. It's a powerful thing. There's a it, reason it, why
2: it, when they're born, they you know they got to immediately they got to get that skin in contact.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
2: mm-hmm. what I mean? But when they go when they when they get older, it, it hits you at any moment. It, it could be when they three, four, five, when they start to understand stuff a little bit more. You're going to see your son wake up one morning and he's going to dress exactly like you. And it's <laughs> going to blow your mind. You know what I mean? And you're going to be like, this little, I, it's a little me walking out the door right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's mm-hmm. when you get the reward. You know what I'm saying? When you go, Dad, I need you to come to school, you know, and you need to tell them about where you work at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. or when you're playing in an adult league or something like that, I want to go see dad play. And it's a school night but your game do not start until 9 o'clock. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to come back. It's just that moms, they got it. They just got it. And I about out to it.
1: I think that's what, though, makes it hard with this because usually anything else that they go through, I can advise, I can whatever, I can... Try to make it better but with this It's like I can't do nu- and I can't do nothing about it And even for me Man I've walked through a lot A lot a lot a lot in life And This was the first thing that It's like damn I can't escape This like I never know when or How I'ma feel or What's gonna trigger me or I mean and then there's the Also the balance of Sometimes feeling guilty about Celebrating and feeling happy Because feeling like Well should I really I mean you know what I mean Like should I really be this happy Because Am I being Is it Not am I dishonoring him Because it's not like he will want me to walk around Whatever but it's almost like I don't know I can't even explain it Uh just a guilt with feeling happy or feeling good about something. Like I should just be walking around sad.
2: But that comes with, um, that comes with time though. And that's something that, like you just said, there's nothing you can do about it. Is it. At a certain point, they have to learn that because I don't feel, I've never felt guilty of having fun with my, my uh, in-laws. Hmm. You know what I mean? I just never did because at the end of the day, I know who my mom is. I know who my dad is, you know? So it's, it's just, it's time and it's, it's, and it's dealing with the pain the best way you can within that time. And if you want to make yourself feel better, go honor them by doing something. Just go do it, wherever it is. The mind was as simple as my daughter, is Bailey, Deborah Danielle Taylor. She has a name that I wanted for her first name. She has my mom name name in there. She has her my my wife's sister name in there, and she has my last name. So I need. That's all I need. My legacy will live on. My my stepson. The only reason why I'm calling him my stepson is because it is a part of the story. So when you when certain things don't add up, is because he is my stepson. At the end of the day, he's under my roof. That's my son. You know what I mean? So, no matter how he doesn't have my last name yet, keyword yet, but that's only because I do. He's gonna get my last name. You know what I mean? He's gonna be a tailor as well, and my legacy will live one through him as well. Um, And even my wife. This is the respect that I have for. Before my for my in-laws, I allow her to keep her last name to add on because I know how important it is to be that to be attached to that last name, not mm-hmm. just because of her father but because of the family that she's a part of. So she's just not Marcia Michelle Taylor. She's Marcia Michelle Fenton Taylor.
1: Mm.
2: That last name means something. So you got to, whatever it is, hell, if you got to go get a tattoo of uh, initials or something like that,
1: if you feel like that's going to make you feel better and your daughter feel better, do it. We we are supposed to get, not initials, but we feel like, you know, him dying and then, man, other stuff uh, we went through, I mean, like, I was a homeowner and my house foreclosed And so it was like we had to We were never like on the street But we had to go live with my mom For a little bit And one of my car My car like somebody hit my car They didn't have insurance So I was without a car for a while Just you know different stuff That we've gone through Even financial struggles When I was doing gang intervention That was wild Because I wasn't getting paid like it, it just always <clears throat> Excuse me was a delay or something But we feel Like It's finally not That you know what I mean And so we mm-hmm. were talking about getting matching Tattoos To kind of like Show how we came through You know the last five years or whatever Um I'm trying to think Yeah I will go here And then I'll go somewhere else and then I'll let y'all get on with y'all day, night, whatever. Um so earlier Baylor you said something or one of y'all said something about how you cope with it. Mm-hmm. So what would you say you can't really tell someone how to grieve. You can't really say, "Oh, you're not you need to grieve this way." But what I've learned is I can measure when I'm grieving in an unhealthy way, in an unhe like with unhealthy coping skills, and I remember when he first died, like I was, man, I was even kind of reckless for a while, just as far as I just didn't want to feel pain, I just wanted to feel good, so, excuse me, that meant engaging in, you know. I'll say entanglements just to bring that back around, but really it wasn't because I wasn't messing with nobody's man, but just doing whatever I felt like I wanted to do just so I didn't have to feel pain because the pain felt unbearable. Sometimes unhealthy coping for me was not getting out of bed and just laying around. Sometimes it was not showering or, you know what I mean? Just Not caring about my self Care and stuff Like that so What would you say are Have been Because even with the not really So much the not showering but even With the wanting to lay around Like I could tell when I'm down When I don't want to get up in the Morning and that's kind of been a struggle This week where If it wasn't end of month Which is a Specific time at my job I would have called in earlier this week Because I just wanted to sleep all day So it's like What would you say have been some of the Unhealthier ways That you've tried to Numb your pain or Whatever
2: The unhealthier ways?
1: Yeah Um,
2: I think the only unhealthier Way uh, I went about it Was uh, keeping it inside Mm. that was about it you know what I mean and I learned a long time ago that keeping it inside is eventually going to come out because um, life is going to keep going and you're going know, to have your ups and downs and then when, like I said when you're really going through something and you looking for the answers and you only want to talk to a certain person and they're not mm. there then that's when it all come out I was in a grocery market <laughs> I said the grocery market the grocery store <laughs> uh, same difference and I was crying and didn't know it until somebody asked me what, what was wrong with me. And mm-hmm. that, was a problem, that was a problem to me. And I remember because I was listening to somebody's episode, they were talking about anxiety and stuff like that. And I, I never really had anxiety attacks until, like, up until like a couple of years ago. And that's when I realized that I was bottling shit up
1: mm-hmm. and trying to
2: handle it my way. And then when life smacked me one day, uh, I just. I was crying in the car, got out, went to the supermarket, and I, it must have looked that bad. <laughs> and, they, and they asked me, you know, are you good? <laughs> are you good? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Like, why? And, my, and then looking at myself, eyes bloodshot, red. you know, you had a little ashy tears and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you didn't cry so long.
1: <laughs> and then I was like, oh,
2: okay, you know what I mean? And it's times where I had to call my wife when I'm on the freeway, call my auntie. Just crying, not even saying an ugly cry too, and like that. And and it's just that's just what it is. But I learned how to deal with it the healthy way. So um, and it's you know, like the pain is still there, like you said, birthdays, holidays, songs, the smells and stuff like that. Man, come from all angles. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: the older you get and the more you start to learn about death, that helps, you know what I mean, because. When when we when I found out about Chadwick, it was it was a sign of relief knowing that he passed away in front of his family. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, that gave me some like, all right, I'm cool, I'm cool. But at the same time, like his story is not your story, not gonna be written like his because you don't know what's gonna happen. You just know that that was as good as it could get. You know what I mean? If you hmm. if you know you're going out. And your family is surrounding you. That's I, I. I'll take that. You know, but um, man, I just you know I try to stay as healthy in the mind as I can. And no lie, them edibles help. I'm not gonna lie to you. The edibles help a lot. <laughs> the edibles <laughs> and podcasting helps. So if, yeah. if you see me, if you see me on a late night mission tweeting some weird random shit, that's me getting it out. I'm I, I'm honestly telling you that. My demon hours, if you see me tweeting some way out abstract stuff, that's me venting. If I'm if I'm if I'm tweeting out a million tracks, that's
1: me venting. Yeah. Podcasting has definitely been helpful. Um yeah. Mike, what about you? Uh
0: I would say the same as Baylor. Like I held it in. And part of the reason I held it in is because, you know, I had to, uh, even though I was the youngest, I'm the youngest in my family. Like I was thrusted into a role of like the head of the family. Like I had to keep everybody together. Mm. You know, I had to keep everybody sane. so in the the sense of doing that, I neglected my own sanity. You know what I mean? Um, I even kind of neglected my own grieving to a certain point trying to make sure everybody else was okay and <clears throat> it it all came to head like it all had came to head similar kind of similar to to Bella, but it was actually it was you know brandon that's that i'm on a podcast with with
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was just like yo he just hit me and he was like yo i'm, I'm worried about you mm. and i was like yo i'm good man and he was like nah this ain't you. You know what I mean? And that's how on some, some episodes, like, you know, I may have said like, yo, Brandon, you know, we joke about it, but I tell, I tell him he saved my life. Um, because like, he literally got me off my ass. You know what I mean? And it was like, like he just called, like he, he would call me every day (laughs) for a stretch. Like, yo, you good? Get up, go outside, do something, you know, get out of the house. You know what I mean? and i'm like in my, in my mind i'm taking care of business you know what i mean i'm keeping this family together i'm i'm keeping everything together i'm taking you know i'm just t- taking care of uh, I'm, i was in business mode mm-hmm. i was i wasn't i wasn't in you know worry about mike in his mental mode you know what i mean but it took that uh for me to be like all right all right i gotta get my shit together like i gotta snap out of this shit and and it's okay to to speak on it and it's okay to have these feelings Um because it led to me also pushing people away because hmm. I got to a point where I only trusted myself to handle anything. Hmm. Like it was so bad. Like <laughs> my lady could tell you like, I wouldn't even allow her to make a plate for me, a food. Hmm. Because it was just, it got to that, it got to that small of a level that I had just built up this wall where I only trusted myself to do everything for myself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like Baylor said earlier, you got that safety net. Well, my safety net is gone, so I'm feeling like yo, if I slip or stumble just a little bit, I'm done mm-hmm. because I don't have that. I don't have that answer. I don't. I don't have that person to go to to get all the answers and. Again, that was as as Baylor say scripture. That was scripture because yo, know, my dad had every fucking answer. I don't know how he did it to this day. I don't know how, but I could go to him with anything. And he could point me the way to get the answer that I needed. So it scared me when that left me. But I again it all led to me, you know, I bowed it in and I bunkered down and I'm like, all right, you take care of you. You know what I mean? You handle everything. Cause you go ahead, you taking care of everybody else, but as far as letting people, anybody inside that wall, no, you only trust yourself at this point. So, it was that I would say that was uh, some of the unhealthy habits that you know I adopted during that time. But it was it was Brandon and a few other people that kind of got me off my ass and was like, "Yo, this ain't true, man. It ain't healthy."
1: It's crazy because for me I had people that would be there When I was in Deep in grief that like They either understood Or they just wanted to support Or whatever But then I, I can't say I really had I don't even I think I just Got tired of Not feeling like I was on top of my stuff You know what I mean? Because I've always Like I said before this I've walked through every I'm the strong friend You know what I mean? I am not the I really go to people for stuff Usually people come to me um, Or usually if I go to somebody for something But if they start talking about what they're going through Which is a lot of times what happens Then I just forget about what I'm, you know, on Because I just always But it got to a point where I couldn't be there for anybody And I didn't want to And I felt I didn't feel guilty about it That's when I started realizing Okay, you gotta... You gotta focus on you You gotta be healthy You gotta actually feel these emotions And even though it hurts It's okay to feel pain And stop trying to numb your pain Because for me Like I need to feel I either feel deeply Or I don't feel at all And I spent most of my life Numbing different pains And wounds and whatever And so then when it got to This it's like Then you just start feeling everything. And at first, I was kind of like, what the hell? Like, is this, am I good? Am I normal? Is this whatever? But I learned a lot about that from my daughter because she's always been very in tune, not only just in tune with her emotions, but very okay with her emotions. Like, this is how I feel, and that's just what it is. And it ultimately helped me to realize it's okay to not be okay Because I've always felt like I had to be okay But then it helped me to be okay with not being okay But then also because I'm allowing myself that Then there's the balance of okay but you can also be good too And that's kind of like I always Start somewhere and then when I'm trying to correct it I overcorrect it swing the pendulum way too far the other way and then some you know somehow I end up in the middle Uh, and yeah so my last thing with this is what encouragement would you offer to someone out there who's listening who They've just dealing with grief It don't gotta be they lost their parents Because the thing that I've learned about grief Especially this year Like when Kobe died And Chadwick Boseman People I didn't even know But I shed tears When I found out they died Like they was my homies And those are the I feel like those are the only celebrity deaths That hit me But I think it's I think for Kobe, it's because like I remember when he got drafted into the NBA. I was in high school. I remember that. I remember when he was on Moesha. And I remember when him and Brandy went to prom together. Mm-hmm. And like so he's always been there. We saw apart- him. We
2: saw, yeah. grow. We saw yeah. him go from that. We, go- we saw him go from a cocky teenager. All the mm-hmm. way to a father. You know yeah, I
1: mean? Like we grew up together basically. Cause he's only like, I think a year or two older than me. Mm-hmm. So we grew up together. I mean, you know, not my homie for real, for real, but shoot, he's always been there. So I think that was the thing with him is just like, Whoa, like you just don't expect anything like that to ever happen ever. Mm-hmm. But with Chadwick, the thing that I and I what I learned about his life since he's passed, and it's made me be even more intentional with my platform, is just how people talked about the types of roles he took. Like, I, I understand, I guess he started in theater. But the movies that he chose to be a part of outside of Black Panther, but even including Black Panther, were like specific types of roles like, I mean, okay, look at what he gave us with Black Panther or him doing Jackie Robinson or, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't just do the typical, oh, I'm gonna be this whatever role that they want to try to have for black people. He did... I don't want to say epic roles, but kind of. It's like he's, It seems like he was intentional about what's going to be tied to his legacy.
2: It was a do- it was a double impact because we as black people have always been looking, especially in our,
1: our age
2: bracket, we've been looking for that black leader, right? Mm-hmm. For me personally, early on it was pop.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what
2: I mean? Then long, then after that. I really didn't have a leader to look up to. Then along came Nipsey. That is years old. that's that's a huge gap right there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is we looked for that leadership role, and we had got that in Kobe, and we had got that in Nip. And we had got that in Chadwick, and he also played heroic, you know, characters on top of that. Yeah. So not only yeah. did we lose the did we lose the actor, but we also lost those characters that he
1: played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just made me like with my platform And I've always been legacy minded And that started because someone died And I knew, I didn't know him But I knew a lot of people that knew him Like he was close friends with a lot of my close friends And I had met him once, but I didn't know him So I volunteered to like serve the food at his repast or whatever And just hearing the things that his family and friends said about him in his passing made me, that was the first time. And that was like 2005, 2006, that I'm like, man, when I die, I want to make sure that people have good things to say about me. Like that my experience in their life left a positive impact, not like, oh, they'll miss me. But that is like I left my mark and that's why I am the way I am And like this is just how I am you know what I mean I don't hop on Twitter and just Oh let me be supportive because it's no that's just how I am But it made me want to be more intentional with my platform even that much more because it's like this is my legacy leave I'm leaving behind Just because I die Doesn't mean that somebody can't find my podcast And start listening And be like, dang, I wonder what happened to her or You know what I mean? So I want to leave something behind That's good, that's timeless That years from now When we're dead and gone Hopefully podcasting is still around Because you know how things go But they might need to hear this grief episode and have some sort of hope, which mm-hmm. is a great segue back to what would y'all offer as encouragement for just whoever's out there listening.
0: Man, I, I say allow like I say, allow, so what happens to me now? And I, I mean, I really don't have a problem with it, but You know, people that's that's our age bracket are starting to lose parents and grandparents and loved ones. So I I become Mm -hmm. that person that they come to talk to, you know, and I don't have no problem with that. You know what I mean? If I can help anybody, I will. But I always tell them, first thing I tell them is like, yo, allow yourself Mm -hmm. time to grieve. Find it. However you may find it. If you got to lock yourself in a room and cry it out, like Baylor said, if you got to sit in your car and cry it out, give yourself that time because trust me, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks somewhere later down the line if you hold on to it. So I always start with that. Allow yourself time to grieve. And I feel like, you know, for the most part, everything else will fall in the line um, from there. But, I, you know, I, I tell people to also be realistic mm-hmm. uh, with your feelings. You know, if you if you are hurting to that point where you're thinking about doing something that you typically would not do, mm-hmm. be realistic with that. You know what I mean? Go get help. Go speak to somebody. Um, you know, do what you got to do. But it's, it's, you know, it's a traumatic situation. And the best point, the best part. And the best idea of that is just to realize that it's that, you know what I mean? And that you, you, you don't have to take it on your shoulders because we men. Like, typically, it's like it's for me, like I said, it was new for me. 32 years old. I tell people all the time. I didn't become a man until I turned 32 years old. Mm. And that was the day that I had to make a decision on... You know, my dad being on a on a machine and them telling me if we keep him there, we can't do nothing else for him, but we'll keep him there. But if he goes into cardiac arrest again, we won't do nothing. Mm-hmm. So at 32 years old, on my 32nd birthday, I had to make a decision that to this day, <laughs> I still didn't answer the doctor's question. He asked me what he wanted to do. I said, let me talk it over with my sisters. He left the room. You know, my sisters are like, yo, it's your birthday. And I'm like, you know, if we keep him on until tomorrow, it's still going to be associated with my birthday. Right. So I'm not going to take the chance of him having another heart attack or something like that just off the strength because it's my birthday. Doctor come back in. And he like, what you wanna do. And all I said, all I could say to him was, I think you know what we want to do. But I couldn't say, you know what I mean? I, and I yeah. still I still haven't said it. But me being the youngest, I was the next akin to my mom who couldn't make a decision because of her situation, and my dad. So it bypassed all my older my older siblings and it went into that, and I had to. I had to make a tough decision like that. So I just say, man, it, just just grieve. Allow yourself to grieve. Don't feel like because you're a man, you got to take it all on like a man. You got to stand up. You can't cry. You'll be weak if you cried. Don't do that. Take it from me. I did it. I even tried to walk in my dad's shoes for the first year or two. Mm. I tried to step into those shoes that and, and, and step into that role that he had within this family to keep everybody, you know, everybody else's spirits up. Mm-hmm. And I damn near broke my back trying to do that. And I, and it took me to allow myself to grieve to then realize that those shoes were too big for me, but it doesn't mean that I failed. You know, I'm walking I'm a walk in my own shoes and I'm a keep, I'm going to start my own legacy, but I'm going to keep his his legacy going while I'm walking in my own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, allow yourself time to grieve. Don't take on too much. You know, get help if you need it. And, yeah, that's that would be my advice.
1: All right. So, Mike said his piece. Baylor, what encouragement or advice would you offer to anybody out there? In podcast land, play video games a lot. Not just That's
0: one, <laughs> one thing, though.
1: That's one thing, though. No, um, it's actually
2: three things. Um, you got to keep a good circle around you, right? Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, and then two, you got to just understand from time to time you're gonna have some lows, and you know what I'm saying. Like you're just gonna have to go through that. Um, and the third thing would would probably be podcasting. <laughs> know what I mean? share your pain because it's not it, it'll help you knowing that you might be helping somebody else.
1: Mm. You know Facts. what I
2: mean? So yeah. so you know, like the now you gotta be able to be ready for that. Because if you start getting emails or feedback about people personal uh pains and stuff like that, you might not be equipped to deal with that. Um, but just knowing that there's other people out here Going through the same issues, um, they might have some stories to let you know that you can grasp onto how they got, how they're getting through it, and then go live your life. You know, there's so much things that you haven't been able to do yet. Just go try to do it. You know, the more you go out here and try to live, the more you'll be able to deal with it. I, I will say, and you gotta have a you have to have a supporting circle too.
1: I love the part about even if it's not podcasting, but I'm just a firm believer that you should pour into others and you should try to be there for others. But it is important to f- know you're not alone. Like, uh-huh. part of why I wanted to do this type of episode, which I'm not going to say who. Gave me the inspiration for this Because I know they listen So they'll hear this So shout out to you for Somebody shared their pain with me And that's what made me decide That I wanted my next grief episode To be with somebody else So that Because it's like y'all Y'all helped me And that's the guest that I choose It's always We already got rapport there's already something that I feel like you could relate to what I want to talk about anyway, but I love the guest episodes because I could listen to it. Like I'm a listener when I'm listening to the episodes where there's guests when it's just me, it's like, okay, I listen to it to make sure the audio's cool and it made sense or whatever. But when it's a guest, like this is stuff I could come back to, so I just definitely, as I said, and I've said multiple times, I appreciate y'all coming on because this is this is a heavy topic, um, and to us be all looking in each other's face <laughs> on this stream, y'all. Uh, no, you, you you seen me? See me. I, the I did the episode. I look away. I look yeah, away. I had to I had to kind of close my eyes on several parts to hold back tears because I really just. I don't know I don't like to cry in front of people Like I'd rather cry When it's just me If I could help it But yeah that I'm I wouldn't even necessarily add on to anything Y'all covered pretty much my encouragement The only other thing I would say As always is Take care of your mental health And your physical health And um, Self care emotional health You know all that good stuff Spiritual health That's just important in general But what I went to therapy for a little bit after the girl's dad died And one of the things that I learned that he said is that When you are grieving It's like your emotional capacity is always in a deficit So it's like you already are negative whatever Then when you add regular stuff to, you know, regular traffic or little stuff, it's even that much worse So, you know, you gotta take care of yourself because Mm -hmm. you can't and, And part of why I went to therapy is because my boss, my old boss, which I'm actually gonna have him as a guest on here In a little while but super Dope dude um but what He did was He allowed me to like I was Calling in he allowed that And then it got To this point where he gently Had a conversation With me and was like This is the pattern That I've noticed and this is This is my concerns and it wasn't even A like oh you're getting a Write up or nothing like that he was like I've noticed that the six month mark, the nine, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I've noticed these, so this is my concern because what's going to happen at the eighteen month mark and the two year month mark and all that, and that's when. Um, after that, I went to therapy because if you noticing that I'm off track, who else notices? You know what I mean? Because you right. only see me at work. So that's that kind of like wake up call almost kind of like you said Brandon was like oh dang I got to get myself together and if I didn't have a solid I mean yeah he was my boss but the community of where I worked at that time oh my gosh like they helped serve in the funeral like yeah, like it was a bit, it was where I needed to be for when that happened because they were just super supportive. So that kind of ties into what Baylor said about having a support system and you know having people. So um,
2: sometimes you get support from people that that you're not necessarily close to. So yeah. I tell people I'm like, yo, hit me up anytime. and that's the cool part about it when people tell you that. They usually assume that they have the answer. I'm telling you right now, I do not have the answers.
1: Right. But I will
2: try to make you feel better.
1: hmm Yeah. Sometimes you just want to be understood. Like, I got a, a really good friend that... His sister died about a year, a little over a year after the girl's dad Was killed she had cancer And her battle She like shared her journey With us I've known her since high school I've known him since junior High so then I guess I've known her since junior high because she's A grade below us anywho Um But what I appreciate About him is he understands Things that many people do not When it comes to my grieving And so it's like I could have conversations with him and he gets it and he wouldn't try to like say, oh, it'll be better. No, just let me be okay with grieving. And he would normalize what I was feeling instead of me feeling like I'm weird for feeling that way. So it's Mm kind of like it's important to have them people too that's going to Almost like be in the valley with you, but then it's important to have them people that's going to be like, okay, you you little, you might need to come up a little bit at least, out the water, get your head out the water because you're drowning. So it, it's important to have that too. Well, that's all we got for y'all. So yeah, <laughs>
0: we made it through it. Hey, we did, man. <laughs> we did it, man.
1: Yeah, we did Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gents, this concludes transmission. Tune in next time for a whole new edition. Another adventure emission to share, be heard, and clarify the vision of this whole new world for